We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It is 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Rexall Place, Edmonton Oilers in the Minnesota Wild tonight. Let's go right off to our Around the NHL segment. Brought to you by WorldFloorCoverings.com. Stressing about stains and accidents on your carpet. It's a thing of the past with lifeguard waterproof carpet backing from Shaw Floors. If you have pets and kids, be confident your home is clean and fresh with lifeguard carpet from Shaw Floors. For details, visit WorldFloorCoverings.com. Pleased to be joined on the line by Mike Russo, one of the top beat writers in the business from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Mike, welcome back to Orders Now. How are you doing? Very good, Bob. How are you? Uh, good. Quite a season for the uh, Minnesota Wild, and it all came to a head in the last week. Uh, coaching change, and a man seemingly that had nine lives. Mike Yo, a uh, good guy, but uh, change needed to be made. John Torchetti comes in. Give me your take on what's transpired here in St. Paul. Well, I mean, it was time. I, I think we've seen the last two games that the uh, team uh, clearly was, uh, I don't want to say quit on Mike, but uh, but... All right. How about I'll just say quit on Mike. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just the, like to me, it's almost more irritating to see them play the way that they have the last two games that this was in them. You know, I mean, they, you know, they weren't even trying down the stretch, and uh, and big time players on their team, and I just think that that uh, you know, there, there's unfortunately in, in in pro sports, there seems to be an expiration date on coaches, and Mike was in Minnesota for five years, and and you know. He, same talking points, same things uh, said come out of his mouth, and I think think sometimes that kind of you know hits the locker room wall and bounces off rather than gets you know absorbed by the players anymore. And it was very clear to me the last two three weeks that that uh, nothing he was doing was uh, was really allowing them to respond. Uh, they just weren't playing good hockey, and so you know I, the 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 key is is that you know really Chuck Fletcher probably should have done this a couple weeks earlier. He wasn't able to make a trade. I think he tried to wait as long as he possibly could, Bob, to try to make a trade. And then when it was clear to him that it wasn't going to come into into fruition, he had to make the move. This is an interesting team because I'm, I'm looking at them, and uh, by my count, they've got six 30-year-old forwards. They've got a very good 30-year-old defenseman. I mean, Suter's 31. He's one of the best team in the league. they got a lot of money tied up, uh, even carrying forward next year. I got them at $60 bucks. Uh, roughly, uh, for eight forwards, uh, 60, and, and, and the one goaltender, Devin Dubnik. How good is this team? Uh, that's the question I have. I mean, Jack Michaels and me have this discussion. I'm not, like, i got to tell you, Mike, I'm not sure I know how good the Minnesota Wild are. So you tell me how good you see them every day. Well, I mean, they're not good enough to beat uh, the Dallas's and the Chicago's and the Central, and that's where you get to get to, uh, to to be able to go and win a cup. And um, so I, I think it's a it's an it's a fair question. I think that they don't know. I think that you know I don't want to say that there's windows, um, but but as you mentioned, they have you know guys on the on the back ends of their careers. You know Miko, uh, who has had a good year, um, not so much the last three four weeks, but but he had a good year um, and he leads them in scoring. But you know Pominville, uh, Vanek. I mean this is these these guys are definitely on the downslide. And then you know the kids that were hyped up. The Nita Riders, the Zookers, the Granlins, they really haven't taken appreciable steps this year. Now, lately, they're playing better, um, you know, especially since the coaching change. Uh, Eric Hall has been one of their best forwards the last couple of weeks. Charlie Coyle's had an outstanding season, um, especially lately. And um, But really, other than that, guys just haven't taken that step. So, you know, that's the other thing. Is like one thing that the veterans 
you know, that they have maybe too many guys, you know, six guys over 30 making, you know, basically, you know, more than half your your, your uh, payroll. But you have these kids that everybody were told were going to be awesome, and, and they're not. Um, so that's a big problem. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Chuck Fletcher was trying to make a trade. Who were they, were they looking to deal a defenseman? What do you think they were trying to do? Well, they were definitely in the Ryan Johansson deal. They offered Jonas Berdine and a forward. My guess is that that uh, they offered uh, you know either Ramlin or Nina Ritter. Um, but you know the second Seth Jones got into it, uh, you know that, that obviously I think it's the same thing that you know probably I'm sure Edmonton was in on it too. And the second second that Seth Jones got in, it probably changed everything. So. Um, you know uh, that, that's that's the big name that that has definitely uh, that I've 100% confirmed. You know they were in on Jonathan Drew, and I think that's absolutely faded. Um, you know they, they need a scoring center. They need scorers. Uh, you know a lot of uh, rumors out there that they're in on. You know um, you know yeah I, I you know I don't I don't even want to. Throw, I hate throwing out rumors unless I've confirmed it. Right. What's that? Yeah, no, no, I you hear you. Uh, and and Johansson's the one, but they they've got to get a. You know, I, I know they were in on Struan, but then this whole thing happened where where basically now he's not even playing. He's just you know working out on his own in Montreal. And the Wild, if they're going to make a trade, they need somebody that's going to play right away because they're you know they're not near. They're not in, in Chuck Fletcher's mind. They're not in sell mode. They're they're going to try to get something that's going to help them make in the, you know not only make the playoffs but win the playoffs and to go get a. A 20-year-old that that uh, hasn't been playing for a month uh, makes no sense to me. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Jonas Brodin. I mean, he's he hasn't put up the numbers, but he his absence has been felt with this team. They've struggled a bit on the uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Bob. Uh, you know, you're right. I mean, you know, I think that he gets a bad rap, and in, and even I'm I'm guilty of it at times, just because you know you you, you look at a salary at 4.16 million or whatever it is, and that's a hundred thousand less than a guy like. You know John Klingberg, and and so you know for somebody that gets almost no points, you just kind of forget that. But but when he's out of your lineup the way it's been the last you know six games, and the team has just given up you know pretty much three, four, or five goals a game, um, you know that, that that that's obviously because of him. You know tonight they're not going to have Marco Scandella again. So that these are two. Not only are these two two unbelievably mobile defensemen, but these are two of the defense partners for a long time. So, um, you know, it's it's a big deal. And and uh, you know, uh, right now Spurgeon's back in the lineup. That was huge. Uh, you know, had a huge game in Vancouver the other night. And um, but but you know, they're playing guys like Nate Prosser twenty minutes last night in Calgary. They're you know they have a rookie in their lineup in Mike Riley. Uh, Christian Bowen's been up and down. He had a great game last night. Um, and that's more that you want to see him play like. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they're they're right now really misbrodeed. I know you retweeted out one of the uh, columns that was written uh, in your paper by one of and, and you know, it, it, we should explain this. The, the role of the beat writer is different than that of a columnist. Um, mm-hmm. How much pressure is on Chuck Fletcher right now? A lot of pressure. Um, you know, they've got to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, a lot of bad trades. Uh, draft picks haven't come into, um, you know, haven't, haven't, uh, you know, really, I don't want to say, you know, again, I, I use the term overhyped. I mean, he's, he's, they put all their eggs in these guys' basket. And, they, you know, they paid the Brodeans, the Coils. Um, you know, uh, Granlin's been a, a, a colossal disappointment. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure on him. You know, he's traded away a second, third, and fifth round picks this year. Um, you know, last three deadlines uh, gave up a ton of, of assets to get guys like Matt Molson and Chris Stewart, all guys that were dogs. Um, and so, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of pressure. And then, you know, this is, I, I, 
the other thing, the one thing in that column I don't agree with is that, you know, he's, he's hired two failed coaches. I mean, Mike Yo was a coach for five years. It happens. They tuned him out. Um, you know, it happens. He, he was past his expiration, but that was not a failed coach. Still made the playoffs three years in a row, one of the best defenses in the NHL the last five years, um, you know, second round of the playoffs last two years in a row. Um, Mike Yo is going to be a great coach in this league. Unfortunately, just time ran out on him. And so, um, you know, I don't buy that. But, but if they, you know, continue to implode here and don't get themselves back in the playoffs and then, and then also show appreciable steps in the playoffs, um, I do think that Craig Leopold is going to have to take an honest appraisal of the organization. Um, some things that, that Chuck gets flack for, I think, is, are unfair. Um, you know, there's a lot of personalities in that room, Bob. When you give guys 13-year deals at $98 million, you know, they kind of run the roost at times. Yep. And, uh, you know, and really uh, Parisi's had a bad year this year, was one of the guys that was unbelievably frustrated um, down the stretch here. has had a real tough month and a half, which was, you know, coincided with the team's swoon. And um, so, you know, but let's be honest. I mean, you know, next, next, uh, you're not getting rid of play. You're not getting rid of two guys that signed 13 year deals. So Chuck could be in trouble. All right. Uh, Mike Russo, uh, John Torchetti in as the coach. Do you know who's starting tonight in goal? You think we're going to see Kemper? Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. It's going to be Kemper. I'm, I'm almost positive. And uh, like I said, I'm almost positive Scandell is out. Um, so uh, I like Torch, uh, Bob. I, I, I covered him in Florida. Uh, yep. He's, he's, you know, he's a heck of a guy, uh, you know, very technically sound. I think he hasn't gotten a full-time job because a lot of people just kind of give him the wrath that he follows Rick Dudley around, and he's tried to get away from that the last four or five years. And, uh, you know, it'll be uh, cool to see him do well here because if he does, you know, I do think that people will start to look at him as maybe a full-time NHL coach. Well, I know Ian Herberts, who's on the Oilers staff and coached the University of Alberta the last couple of years, he is the biggest fan of Rick Dudley you'll ever find. I mean, he played for Rick in uh, Detroit with the Vipers, and he speaks highly of him as well, says he's a first-class guy. So, interesting stuff. Mike, we'll see you here in about five, about three and a half hours, okay? All right, take care, Bob. You yeah. bet. That's Mike Russo from the Minneapolis uh, Star Tribune. Do you want to mention Panahut Express with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering? Visit PanahutExpress.net or call 780-473-3663. Place your order now. And we go to List Day and Oilers History for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company, 36 years, offering great package tours on river cruising in Europe for 2016. February 18, 1981. Brandon Ulrich, what happened? Ah, well, it was a big night for number 99. He scored four third-period goals, five in total as the Oilers route the Blues, 9-2. to two. The four third-period goals tied an NHL record for most goals in one period. That's this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. They've got great travel package deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call a friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or online at newwesttravel.com. When we come back... Uh, Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet, he uh, heads up their junior coverage. Big story in the OHL involving Flint and the suspension of an owner. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Ryan Nugent Hopkins selected 40th in a vote of top WHL players of all time. I guess he didn't play in the league enough because he's number one overall pick of the WHL. And off of my top of my head, I think in the last 40 years, we're probably looking at maximum 10 out of the Western League. Uh, the Ontario Where would league, you put Rob Brown? Well, he came in first, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, he scored over 200 points one year. Rob Brown was a hell of a major junior player. There's no question. Uh, different time, too, right? Nugent Hopkins, 105 points that he put up back in 2010-11. What would that have been in the late 1980s? 200 points? 
Seriously, that's how much scoring uh, has dropped over the years. Interesting story out of Ontario. Jeff Merrick joins us right now from Sportsnet. Jeff, how you doing? I never a dull time with the Flint Firebirds. Uh, just another log on the fire, I suppose. Well, I got a text from uh, Chris Knobloch, and yeah. uh, they're on their way. So what, what's, are we going to have a game tonight? Uh, we are, and here's some uh, here's some news for you. This is not out yet, as everyone on uh, Dave Branch will be uh, addressing the players from the Flint Firebirds and tell them who the coach is. Uh, I can tell you it's Joe Stepan, who's the uh, assistant general manager. He's one of the only ones. He's a good guy, too. He's only one of the only player, one of the only uh, sort of managers that hasn't been suspended through all of this. So he'll be behind the bench uh, tonight as the, the reward for this dysfunctional team right now. Uh, is the number one to face off against the number one team, and not just the OHL, but the CHL, the powerhouse Erie Otters. So it's about to get really bad. They got a tough weekend coming up. They're in Sarnia tomorrow wow. uh, to face off against. Yeah, I mean Hatcher's got these guys playing great. Ever since the connecting deal, Sarnia's been on a different uh, on a different uh, page than everybody else. And then, uh, oh yeah, Saturday uh, they're back at home to face off against the London Knights. So Mitch Marner, Christian Dvorak, uh, you know Matthew Kachuk, and can dine out on these poor kids. It's going to be a tough weekend for Flint. All right. Give us the Coles Notes version. Uh, tell us a story about the uh, the owner, what the owner's name, the connection to yeah. his kid, all that. Okay. So here, here it is. So if you want to back up even before that, uh, Peter Carmanos decides he wants to get out of major junior hockey. He's going to sell the Plymouth Whalers, and the rink, USA Hockey, picks up the rink. So they need to sell it because they have nowhere to play come the season. Um, had been a loyal soldier in the OHL, developing players, developing coaches. We all know what Peter Carmanos' Plymouth Whalers have meant to the OHL. So the preferred buyer is a gentleman by the name of Rolf Nielsen, who's a billionaire, uh, made his money in manufacturing, and he's a contractor, I believe, uh, amongst the things that his uh, company manufactures are uh, military-grade submarines. So this guy comes from a lot of money. There's a real deep pocket there. His son is a hockey player, I think he played either CompuWare or Honeybake, the Hawken Nielsen, who's, you know, a decent enough hockey player. He's a defenseman, but he's not at the major junior level yet. You know, best case, he plays in, you know, a Tier 2 league, but he's, he's not cut out for, for major junior hockey. He just just can't hang there. There's no team in the, in the OHL, and that includes, you know, the Guelph Storm, who are the worst team. There's no chance he could make that squad. But the owner buys the team. He's a billionaire, renovates the ranks, signs a check for... They would have $10 million to renovate the arena, and it's his baby, and he wants his kid to play. So we all know what happened when you know John Gruden got dismissed for not playing the kid. Gruden gets reinstated, Dave Carpa as well. Everything seems okay until a couple of weeks ago on Friday Night Hockey. We have the Flint Firebirds facing off against the London Knights. John Gruden, and rightfully so, uh, healthy scratches Hawkins Nelson, the owner's son. He doesn't want to get him you know, caved in uh, against Mitch Marner and crew. Well, that sets everything in motion which led up to the news yesterday where, once again, for the second time this season, both John Gruden and Dave Carpa are fired, and the primary reason is the owner's son isn't getting enough ice time. And the only player, by the way, who showed up to practice today was Hawken Nielsen, the owner's son. So here we are back again. The entire staff has been uh, suspended. Uh, Rolf Nielsen has suspended. Sergey Karen, who's sort of come in out of nowhere, Many believe to act as a proxy for the owner who's been told by Dave Branch not to have any day-to-day dealings with the organization hockey-wise. He's been suspended as well. Uh, so it's a mess. It's a, it's a gong show. Counseling services have been provided for the kids if they need them, and they'll find out in moments that today's coach will be Joe Stephan. All right, so the owner is, he's suspended by the league? Yes, correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, are they going to force him to sell, do you think? 
I would have to I mean, I'm not sure the legalities of how that would work, Bob, but I don't see any way out of this. I mean, Flint, as we all know, what is happening with the water situation in the city, uh, that's one issue. Now you throw this issue on top of it from a hockey point of view. And, you know, this team has two draft picks uh, in this year's OHL priority. Sorry, uh, I think it's 12 or 15 draft picks in this year's OHL priority selection, including if the draft were uh, handled today, picks number two overall and fifth overall. I cannot, I cannot believe, given what's happening with the city and what's happening with the hockey team, that any sane parent would send their child to play with the Flint Firebirds under under this scenario. I don't, I don't care how you feel about Major Junior and why you want your kid to play. I can't think that any sane parent would send their kids in this situation in that city right now. So. If you're a scout, good luck recruiting. I, I can't see anyone showing up in Flint. I mean, Ryan McLeod was drafted uh, uh, by the Flint Firebirds in the first round last year. Uh, he didn't report to camp, was eventually traded to the Mississauga Steelheads, replaced with his brother, draft-eligible Michael McLeod. Uh, he may be the sanest guy in the room, as are the, the kids that walked out and tried to force trades and did, Alex Nedeljkovic and Josh Wesley, uh, the two Carolina prospects who went to Niagara. But it is so tough right now for that franchise. I, I can't believe anything other than David Branch somehow trying to get or encourage Rolf Nelson to, uh, to sell this team. Jeff? Great stuff. Uh, thanks for your time, and we'll touch base down the road. Yeah, no problem. Stay tuned. There's, I'm sure, still more shoes to drop. I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon, Bob. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thanks, That's Bill. Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet. He works uh, on NHL hockey on Rogers on their package as well as on their uh, major junior package, the CHL and Sportsnet as well. 155, that wraps up the... Thursday edition of Oilers Now. We'll be back at 5.30 tonight. Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, and myself with the face-off show. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. The Oilers and the Minnesota Wild. Up next, the 6.30 Chad News Weather and Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. For now, from Rexall Place.